Sweet, sultry sounds of Steven Seagal and some woman very, who probably didn't want to put her name on it. Lady Saw. Lady Saw. A very tasteful song. All so, about the, what is it again, Griff? It's called song, I can't remember quite the name of it. Something about like, don't get in the way of me and my Punani. Mm, very tasteful. Punani is in the title. The lead yeah. into it, I don't mm. remember. <laughs> but it's a big week because we're going back into one of the worst human beings to walk the earth. Steven. Well, we had to do it, Griff, because yeah. I, I've been tapping into this. I never knew. I thought we were the only people that hated Steven Seagal, but Twitter, at least I'm going by Twitter, and our followers, they hate him as much as we do. Yeah. So I, I was like, we got to do another Seagal movie, and what better one than Mark for Death? Yeah, I mean, he is a charming idiot. He's the perfect like action. Like I, I, I got to say, this charming. movie is fun to get through idiot. and everything. Yeah. He's got that. He's like completely ego. He's a complete moron. He's always writing stuff for himself that is obviously written by him. I mean, we talked about and we. Are you saying <laughs> he wrote the line from Hard to Kill about ooh that big dick? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna oh. go ahead and put it on a record that he he went ahead and put that in there himself. Okay. So he's that level of arrogant he's he's very self-centered when he come when it comes to these that's movies. shocking because he's so spiritual he's so spiritual <laughs> that's the other best part about steven seagal he's telling people how spiritual he is all the time all the time and does this, it totally make sense that he's like friends with trump because they're both like the best at everything they do well dude he's not just friends with trump he's friends with putin too he's friends well with, i'm sure putin's just like them. exactly i was gonna say he's friends with everybody who also sees himself in that completely. Yes, if you're a narcissistic dictator, yeah, you're buddies with Steve. Yeah, you you probably have one of the shirts that he donned in this with a big puffy shirt because he didn't wear anything form fitting. It was a very yeah. Well, nineties was a very baggy time. It was that's true. That's true. And he had a lot of like bulky windbreakers. Yeah, a lot of bulky windbreakers. I think he had a men- members only jacket one time. I think saying. he did at the end. Yeah, he had three jackets on because he takes one off to give to somebody. And then they cut to him again, and he's got the members only on. It's like, wait, how many Well, you're not jackets? wearing my members. He's, he's, he he's not a member. 
Oh my god, he had so many jackets, but and they were all tacky. That was amazing. I I thought it was. And I, I read in an IMDb because I mean, we're too lazy to do real research, so all our research. Is research departments all. Yeah. St- they're so busy. Yeah, when we get paid, we'll start doing research. But uh, the IMDb said he was very particular about his wardrobe, so that's probably his personal wardrobe. Wow, he chose to dress himself that way. Yes. Fucking fresh white Reeboks. He's like, you, you can see my big gut. Like, I need baggier. Baggier, damn it, baggier! Well, the funny thing is, Hard to Kill came out in 90, same year this movie came yeah. out. In Hard to Kill, he get, he takes his shirt off a couple times in that. He wears, like, super baggy, like, that, uh, I, I don't remember what they call it, tank top tank that was top. super loose. And you can see, like, all the way down to his junk, basically, because yeah, it's that, that baggy. That, well, I think that's what happened was... First of all, because of the success of Hard to Kill, this movie got an extra million dollars in the budget. Ooh. But uh, I think he saw himself in Hard to Kill and saw his weak, frail, doughy body, and he's like, I got to cover up. Oh, you know what? <laughs> well, it's funny that he is cognitive of that, but he didn't notice that, well, I like to say, uh, he runs worse than our good friend, Mr. No Legs. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of running. You're right. He's so This is like the peak of his arrogance. He's like, yeah. he thinks he can run. He does, and the movie opens with him running. Even though I heard this movie inspired Usain Bolt. D- I, I'm sure it did. <laughs> little, little hands flapping in front of him, like, yeah. what are you doing? Is that, like, runner speed? <laughs> like, yeah, why? Was, uh... his, his whole approach to it, like, I imagine he does go it's probably, to... He probably, in his mind, he probably thought he figured out a way, a better way to run. Like, it's, it's, if you flap, it's less wind Dude, resistance. You're slapping I... the wind away. I think he's humble enough to say, I realize I'm not the fastest man alive, but if they use my technique, they'd be five times faster. <laughs> it's a very humble brag there. Very humble. He's uh, he's kind of into the humble brag, just a little bit. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later, but yeah, there's, sure. a, there's a big humble brag later on. So we, we were also mentioning um, the fact that like, well, our villains are all Rastafarians. Yeah. And yeah, man. <laughs> And we're just imagining, because Steven takes control of films. Like, I, I believe that he had some credit for directing in this, that he just... That just shows how ballsy he is. This is his third movie, and he's just like, I'm taking over. Yeah. Like, he he did not write... Well, we said he wrote his own... Some of We can tell there's lines he wrote, but he did not write the script, but he was going to take credit. He was going to pull a cobra on us and take credit for it, and the guys went to court and sued him. And got their rights to have their names put on, and like, screenplay. good for them. Fuck's the answer call. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, at that point, it was like, he was like, well, I'm going to throw a tenter tantrum. We're already halfway through the film, so you, you're <laughs> fucked. You're with me. So we got to do it my way. My way or the highway. Not, there's no meet me halfway here. It's no just, meet me. This it's guy. Seagal's way. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't, I can imagine Screwface, the ultimate villain in this, who you told me was actually a Ross? Is well, a Ross not, well, well, I don't know if he's a Ross. He's a Jamaican. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But uh, I can you just imagine Stephen going up to him, throwing an arm around him, like I noticed you threw in kind of your own thing there, and that's not how that's it's, not how they speak. Yeah, I can totally see. That's him. not. It's more like uh, yeah. hey uh, hey hey man, uh, why don't hey, you pass man. me that crack or a crack <laughs> over there? This movie's about crack, so we're gonna yeah, talk about. It was crack. a scourge of 1990. Yeah. It was it was hitting all the high schools. It was I was in high school back then. It was hitting them hard everywhere. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a lot of bad accents. In well, this I one, also I yeah we got a disclaimer. 
we can't do this without doing some bad Jamaican accents. So if that offends you, turn this shit off because they're going to be bad. I don't even think half of them are going to sound well, like Well, yours is going to be Chicago. You already tried to do one and it was Irish as oh, fuck. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, it was. I also want to point out we're going to be doing this episode blindfolded because we're all about jumping on trends. And that's apparently the new thing to do, Griff. Yeah, you got to bird box that shit. Yeah. And, you know, I mean... We got we, we got to be up on what people are into. It's hilarious, isn't it? You're yeah. laughing already. I'm laughing. So we're bird boxing it. Anything else? No, I can't. I got to get into this movie. So Griff, let's just cut to the chase and uh, get marked for death. Jamaican gangs known as posse's are now dominating the American drug trade. In above the law, he got tough. Who's that? John Hatcher, DEA. In Hard to Kill, he got even. This is not the time for you to walk out of me. I've had enough. He thinks she's retired. He still looks functional to me. Now, the man with the short fuse is marked for death. I want you to meet my sister, goddess of fire. Steven Seagal is John Hatcher. He's dead. And he don't even know it. A good cop. Your family has been marked. In a bad mood. He said he'd kill us both. I don't think he's going to get the chance. What are you planning to do? I'm going to take out the posse. One thought he was invincible. The other thought he could fly. They were both wrong. Who do you fear? Him. Or me. I gonna deliver you into the light. Steven Seagal is marked for death. It's my silent partner. But this time, he's bringing out the big guns. Steven Seagal, marked for death. Are you some kind of cop? Nah. I'm just a concerned citizen. All right, well, back. Pretty great, pretty great trailer. I actually watched this one a little while ago. It was, it was pretty cool. They were doing like the the red background, just like the cover with him, just you know, silhouetted over the red yeah. background, just doing some sword moves. By the way, he does not know how to work a sword. Well, he's no Shokazugi, That's yeah. for damn sure. And it's very apparent in the end fight, but... Does he know how to fight? I don't even know if he knows how to do that. He knows how to push people over. He definitely knows how to push people over and, like, just flip them by the arm and stuff. Yeah. That's about it. I will say, like, I mean, he's a horrible, deplorable person, but his Nang Chen ponytail was fucking tight, dude. It was on point. Yeah. It was sleek. It was shiny. It was probably the best Nang Chen I've seen Ever. This was clearly him at the top of the Nang Chen Mountain. Yeah. Because it, it really was. Like, he, had, he hadn't he had quite lost all of the top, you know, the front of his hair yet, so... Well, no, no, he definitely had hair plugs by now. Cause he, oh, it, no, he did. I'm, his, I'm saying, yeah. it didn't look completely fake like it looks now. Like, yeah. You, you were saying, like, something about the chocolate donut look? <laughs> no, that was his goatee. His goatee looks like a chocolate donut. His, <laughs> it's got the shape of chocolate His donut, hair looks like but, Dracula. It looks like but, a Dracula, plastic Dracula wig. It's just so weird looking. Like, oh, it feels like you can knock on it. It's like, uh, who is he fooling? This is how arrogant he is. Who is he fooling? Like, you clearly see in his first movie, he's balding. It's all thin. And now he's got, like, he never had a widow's peak. And now it's got this point on it, like a Dracula wig. What 
he offer the widow's peak? I've, Clearly, he filled it in. But why is he like? <laughs> is that like a little fuck you to everybody? It's like, like Gene Simmons, where he draws the widow peak on his makeup. That's kind of the same thing. Does he? Yeah. Well, Gene Simmons wears a wig too. Does he? Yeah, but care. yeah, the Nang Chen. Mwah. Mwah. That's good. But let's go ahead and get right back to the bad. Because okay. this well, there's a lot of it. Yeah. This movie starts, of course, with our man running on the streets. Maybe it's, you know, like when somebody points out one of your weak spots, the first thing you, you do is like go like, no, it's awesome. Like, you know, you don't let them know it's bothering you. Okay. You know, Jonah Hill just did a thing like, hey, I used to be bullied by kids who used to do jujitsu. So I was always afraid of doing jujitsu. And now I'm doing it because, you know, it's cool. And he's like, hey. Everyone made fun of my running, but you know what? Fuck them. I'm a movie star. I'm going to run. Mm. You think he's holding us all hostage so we can feel bigger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think too. it's all about Seagal. Oh, it definitely. This is a good. We just cracked the. We just solved, solved the yeah. case. Um, yeah, so we start out. He's running. You're right. Kind of. <laughs> and he's chasing our boy Danny Trejo. A couple times it's clearly a stunt double. But yeah. Chasing down Danny Trejo. A very young, fit Danny Trejo was looking good back then. Yeah, and so we're like, "What's going on?" You're just—I mean, just—he just puts you right in the action from jump. You know, it just Steven Seagal, mark for death, him running, and he, of course he and, and I love and his and his partner Chico also yeah. chasing Danny, and he pulled the fucking ninja move, dude, with the move where he's oh, behind, yeah. and then all of a sudden he gets in front of Danny Trejo. Yeah. He's got a map in his brain, and he somehow finds a shortcut. Where, were they like in Mexico? They were. They're somewhere like south of the border. I yes, don't know. they were. I think. You know what? I'm just gonna say Colombia because he's a DEA agent. His name's John Hatcher, and that's why I'm saying Colombia connection again. I think he was working. no, because because Chuck took care of that shit by now. That was '93. Oh, okay. He was. Well, then, he but was then how could? Before. But then how could Chuck? Do, could you? Seagal would have figured it out and fixed Chuck, it. D- or, I'm sorry, Seagal didn't figure it out because Seagal had personal things he, to come he home got, to. You're right, he got burnt out. He got disillusioned. Exactly. So he was going to, but he, uh, after his partner in two minutes, Chico, might maybe dies, uh, he was like, I'm done with this. I'm, yeah. So he like clothes lines like Danny and throws kicks him. him. Okay. Yeah, he gets that, you know, he's got How that. How did he kick him? Was it the, 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 that special effect? Did they save CGI back then? Well, you see... They did this angle where it was basically the camera was directly into his crotch. Another self-serving shot where he stuffed the shit out of it, so it looked like he had this giant third arm going into yeah. the kick as well. You actually, you actually see. Wow, I'm making myself laugh. Which means this is a dumb joke. Uh, you actually see the tip of his dick pop out of his pant leg. <laughs> Just fucking horrible. Okay, so they get they get Treo. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Chico finally catches up. He's completely winded. And I will point out that even Steven is huffing and puffing. Well, he's a, he's a method actor, dude. He, he doesn't. Yeah. You know. I was I was uh, intrigued by that because he's usually just like I'm perfect. Right. There's no way that uh, well short he is four mile perfect, run would win but me. his character is human. Yeah. He he acted his ass off. Mm-hmm. So they got Treo. They have him like you know over the car. They're fucking. Just uh, uh, using some really intense ter- interrogation tactics well, right there in the street. Yeah, what happened was they had him held hostage, Danny Trejo, and he escaped because they're trying to... I don't know why they had him hostage. Because, I think they were trying to turn him into a rat. Okay. They were trying to get info out of him. And so, because they're undercover DE agents, so they're posing as drug dealers. But So, so you're probably getting information about the cartel through yeah. Danny Trejo. 
So, like, you know, he's, like, bitching out Chico. He's like, why'd you let him go? Of course, it's always Chico's fault. This starts a weird trend for this movie because he's slapping his partner, who he claims to love. He's just slapping him in the face and shit. Well, it's, it's uh, I don't know, what the, what's the I, phrase, hard love? I don't, like, it could be hard love. He's, he treats everybody in this movie like they're his little brother, and he's steering them clear of drugs well, and yeah, alcohol. He's teaching and, everybody life. Everybody. And so they they so then he he throws a rag in Danny's mouth, gets some uh, duct tape duct tape around it, and throws him in the trunk. In the trunk, on, they're on the streets in the middle of the day. <laughs> well, this happens just, every, if you listen to our president, this happens every day in Mexico. This is, so this they is a good just, point. So they're like, whatever. I mean, Danny Trejo was just in the grocery store trying to buy groceries with his ID, like a normal <laughs> you know everyday citizen. No, he wasn't. He was at McDonald's <laughs> with the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. So um, they 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 topical. Get him. And, of course, you know, Chico's like, well, what are we going to do now? And he's like, I got a crazy idea. And he's, he's just like. Well, he's not, Chico's like, it's blown. Our cover's blown. It's, oh. it's over. And he's just like, no, we're going to go through with the meeting. Yeah, he's like, anything like that would be insane. And uh, Seagal pulls out his, uh, his great line in there. Has anyone ever accused me of being sane? Ooh, yeah, Jesus Christ! I, I've heard a lot of people accuse him of being. I also <laughs> I want to point out that uh, I, Griff watched the regular version. The version I, I, I and this is my fault. Of course, you know we watch everything on Laserdisc, and we have a huge vault underneath Griff's hovel. Yes. We spent all the money on. I, you think we'd spend the money on fixing your house up, Griff? But no. we spent it all on our climate control, very secret tomb. Yeah. And we have like 12, 13 versions of what's this movie called? <laughs> March, for, was, March trying, for Laser Day. I was explaining to Griff every Steven Seagal movie is just a three words put together, and yeah. then death is one of them. It's always like, you know, Mark for Death, Hard to Kill, Above yeah. the Law. So, Justice of Death. Mark for Death. And I picked the, the European release, which had, it was just a shortened version because it cut out all the like super gratuitous violence. Yeah. So that's the version I watched. Griff watched the regular version. Yeah, I, I watched both of them because after you told me about it, I was like, fuck, there's a difference. So. But I just wanted to point that out for our buddy Sean Pigeon who listens because the sex, the nudity was still in the movie. That's, that's why I was like, what are you talking about? All the nudity's in here. Because right. when I grew up, it was like, violence is great. Watch violence. But boobs? No, <laughs> yeah. don't don't watch boobs. You, you might get some ideas or something. I, I don't know what that was preventing. but Right, so we were watching the UK Laserdisc and... Uh, <laughs> Um, so, but I did see the boobs, so we, we, we're at a strip club, slash whorehouse, slash drug deal yeah. meeting place. Every, every establishment in this, uh, movie, like, was working triple time, because everything was like a bar, slash drug warehouse, <laughs> slash, uh, you know. Boutique, you bo- know, yeah. flower shop, whatever. Sex shop, yeah. And, yeah, so then we meet this guy who. Factors into nothing. That he, he's just another DEA There's agent. There's so many characters whose only role is to serve as like fans, not fan service, but self serving to Stephen, and to crush a bug. I don't know what that was about. There's a very the close. There's a close up scene of yeah. him crushing a cockroach, and was, I think it was just the show that they were like in this gross place. Yeah, and, I think you know right. Stephen Skull was living a life he didn't want to live. He's trying to give his character depth, which okay. I don't get why. And so this guy whose only job is to suck up to Stephen's like. Uh, Salazar's in back. And that's it. You never see this guy for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And so Chico and uh, Hatcher, this is the Seagal's character's name, they go back they, and they go to the meeting and they think everything's cool. 
because Salazar's cool. He's like, you got the stuff, man? And he's, he's like, yeah, well, where's the money? And then Seagal pulls out this Kinjitashi case. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got half. Because this, he's playing the role of a drug dealer. You don't even just give drugs, this guy. So he's like, a real drug dealer would only give half. Yeah. And he's like, we want it all. Well, you get half. After the deal, we'll get the rest. He's like, he's, he's pulling out his, uh, like, the complete R of the deal arsenal on this guy. Totally, dude. I mean, it works for drug deals, too. Dude, he's like, he's like, I'll give you half and I want a wall. Mm. Oh, oof, border wall. And we we have to stu- sh- shut down this whorehouse. I don't <laughs> we're, care. We're going to furlough these whores. <laughs> they got to still work. They're just not getting paid. <laughs> That's what. And so Salazar goes, oh, really? Well, my buddy Danny Trejo has something else to say about that. Ooh. Yes, people. They found Danny Trejo. They, for some reason, they, they there's, there's the- <laughs> Trejo sense was tingling. <laughs> And they, and they they knew that he was in the trunk, so they busted him out of the trunk. And he's like, "Yeah, those are the dudes that like you know, throw me through a fence." And so then Seagal's like, "I guess I got to kill people." Yeah. And he just is this is a gunfight, or is there some ass kicking involved too? Right, there, some, some a, pushing people over. That's it's it's a lot of because Stevens' thing is everybody has to run at him, and he's so calm, cool, and collect. <laughs> That they cannot beat him because he's just he's the Fonz. This reminds me. There was an in Living Color skit with Jim Carrey where he was like a karate uh, yeah. instructor, and he was like, "All right, come at me," and the person come at him, fuck him up, like, "No, come at me like this," and he's got like his arms like like super straight <laughs> like this, and, he, and like that's like that's like Steven Seagal, like, "Come at me with your uh, your arms wide open, your yeah. balls like right in right right down at my foot level." Yeah, make sure when you run at me, you do this hobble leg so. <laughs> I can clear you, kick you in the dick. You're wearing your cup, right? Oh, actually, no, I'm not, Mr. Seagal. Let me go. <laughs> action. <laughs> I want a real reaction out of you. That's probably it. The guy gets it. You got your cup? Yeah, I do. Take it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want a real reaction. A, a drug, some drug piece of shit wouldn't have a cup on. And he just destroyed this guy's balls just for the sheer joy of it. And. We're not just speaking out of school here. Like, there's so many uh, uh, people who spoke up, like stuntmen and everything, who said that Steven Seagal really tried to hit you when you were recording. I totally believe he would take advantage of somebody like oh, that. Oh, no, he totally does. Totally. And so there's, all hell's breaking loose. So the strip club, there's like the old guy who crushed the cockroach. He whoops out a gun. He starts shooting. Yeah. Chico is like, he buffs open this door, and there's this hot naked chick. Yeah, because boobs. And... Of course, this is Chico. He he's not used to seeing naked women because Steven Seagal gets all the naked women. Exactly. Chico is like you know the little fish that like follows the shark around that takes little scraps that come on. Ch- I would say he even feeds off the shark. Like he's one of those. Yeah, he fish. like yeah, he like picks the teeth. Exactly. That, so he's not used to seeing a beautiful naked woman. Steven Seagal would have shot her immediately. It- he puts his his guard down for a sec. His nation probably would have told him like this is trouble. But Chico doesn't know any better, so he sees the boobs. He blushes. He gets like, very embarrassed. I'm, I'm very sorry, m- miss, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I'm very sorry. And she covers her breasts and then pulls a gun out from somewhere. Right over G-string. And, uh, yeah, she shoots Chico nine times. She used, a, uh, I think it was a Chicago Palm pistol. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to save that one for later. No, sorry. I do love that Seagal starts shooting. And if you watch it, like how he's shooting, his hand just progressively drops. So he's like shooting straight down <laughs> for a while. Heavy. Guns heavy, dude. Guns are heavy. Like, can true. somebody hold this up? 
It's like, do I need to do this? Can we have a stunt double do this? Guys, why am I doing it? <laughs> so he comes in and just murders this bitch. He's yeah. like, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba! Chico! He doesn't even say, he didn't care enough to say that. He, do- he doesn't. But you can tell he's, he's hurting. Yeah. Kind of. And so, do we just cut back to Chicago, right? Like, yeah, he just, mission he just, failure. Boom. Everyone's dead, so it's kind of good, Yeah, kind of bad. He's just, lost Chico. He's like... Turning in the or no, he doesn't turn in the badge and all that yet. He no, just goes go, straight to straight to the church, straight to the church, and he, and he goes right into confession. Yeah. And he's like, "Father, forgive me. I've I've murdered people. I've lied. I've cheated. I've raped. I've well, I've never raped. Everyone wants to have sex with me, <laughs> but I've done a lot of bad things in the name of justice. Please give me absolution." Hey, uh, John there, I hear that you're having some trouble, but, you know, you're talking about getting fucked, and the bulls are getting fucked by the pistons. These bad boys just don't... Better Can fucking you... believe they're getting fucked. <laughs> so, he, the, the judge is just like... Or the judge. <laughs> well, he's judging him. Yeah, it's true. He's and only the, God can judge Steven Seagal. He, yeah. <laughs> he's the judge of uh, religion, so he's like, Steven, you just need to live a gentle life. Just leave here and live a gentle life. So, so for once... Steven actually takes advice not coming from him. Yeah, it's And he true. goes up to his boss, the, the he DA. He probably thought of it first. Just going to put that out and there. He's like, I made you say that. <laughs> and so they go to the, he goes to his job at the DEA. He's like, he's like the classic Golan Globus hero. He's like, I'm out. I'm burnt out. You can't stop. There's no way. There's, the war on drugs is over. You yeah. cannot. Of course, he didn't. Of course, uh, Delta Force 2 of the Columbia Connection didn't come out yet, which Chuck yeah. solved the war on drugs. Yeah. But at this point, a couple years earlier, He's just like, I'm out. I just can't. He's like, you can't leave. The DA will fall apart without you. This is another thing. The I need you's in a Steven Seagal movie are ridiculous. Everybody needs him. Like, we're used to our action stars being like the universe, but especially so for Steven. So this is already the third time we've had a character who's like, <laughs> I need you. And he's like, sorry, I'm out. I'm retired. I'm going to go hang out with my family. Fuck off. So he goes, I, I think he goes to Chicago. That's where he's from, even yeah. though there's palm trees. It's clearly L.A. Yeah. But it's Chicago for some reason. And he's hanging out. He's first, well, first he shows up at, the, at his sister's place. Yes. And the daughter opens, her daughter opens the door. And, I, you know, Griff, we got a lot of horror movie fans who are listening to us. I want to this point out. This girl did look familiar. She's, yeah, she's Danielle Harris. She was in a lot of the Halloween sequels. Oh, okay. She was a child in yes. some, and she was an adult in some of them. Yes. I knew but, I recognized yeah, her. Yeah, so she's just like, hey, who, like, who are you? you know? First of all, she just straight opens the door. Yeah. You don't do that. Stranger danger. Yeah, exactly. And Steven should have told her that right and off then, the bat. Like, I mean... This would shock me coming from anybody but Steven Seagal. It's a very bizarre R. Kelly moment where he's just like, looking, looking pretty good, looking big there. Yeah. Like, creeping up on his fucking 12-year-old yeah. knee. She's 12, she's like 8. She's immediately like, hey, I'm your Uncle Johnny. And she's like, my Uncle Johnny is gone forever. <laughs> he's like, no, because I'm him. Opens his arms, gets down to his knees, and then starts going full R. Kelly. And she's just like, Wait, wait you- he didn't go full. He didn't pee on her. Well, okay. He went quarter R. Kelly? Yes, quarter. Okay, quarter R. Kelly. And then she's just like, are you allergic to cats? Of course not. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I asked that of everybody at my door. I go, are you allergic to cats? <laughs> they say no. They come in. You're welcome. I don't even have a cat. That's how crazy You don't even have a cat? So his sister comes running out from the back. Oh, Stephen! Ah! Are you here for good? Yeah, I'm. I'm done. I'm over it. 
And then they got like a family barbecue going on. Just happens to be barbecue day. His fucking brother-in-law is like, I wish I was half the man you are. Dude, what? Again, <laughs> what the fuck was that? He was like, hey, have you? what have you been up to? Just waiting around for you to come home, Johnny. <laughs> what was that? That's people. You're right. People are just in service of Seagal. Uh, yeah. They're having an existential crisis if Seagal is not there. Like, hey. <laughs> What do you bet up to? How you doing? So, so everybody they're telling him how handsome he is. Yeah. Fucking shit. And then he, and so then the barbecue winds down. And then he goes up to his old. Of course, his mom, his bedroom's like a shrine to him. His yeah. mom's like nothing he, can change. He's got the attic converted to a bedroom. <laughs> it's got his old football jersey. Every all these trophies uh, yeah. and everything like. And then he's he also has a little gun collection. Yeah, he sits like down. every fuck. You know, if you're not from America, we all have like our own gun oh, collections. Oh my god! So he's got this little like frame up on the wall with all these like handguns on, it. and a yeah. pair of pliers were up on there. I didn't get that. I I was I was wondering is if that like they his were... torture kit? I don't know what that maybe. is. maybe. <laughs> I was hoping they were going to say something about the guns because he like sits down at the s the de- at his desk, and you see the guns in the background. And I was like, why does this? High schooler have all these like, <laughs> like uh, old guns and stuff, and then he reaches over and he grabs one off the wall and he pulls out a little egg carton, and of course we know what that means. Yeah, it's got a little cleaning kit. It's time to clean your time, guns. Time we learned that from Cobra. Yeah, so he's got the rag. He pulls it out, and he's got this weird. It looks like a little circular it thing. It's like a with kind it. of a joy buzzer. Is what I yeah. thought it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a gun. It's a it's a Chicago pump pistol. Chicago. We looked it up on the uh, Internet Movie Firearm Database. And guess what, people? It never comes into play for the rest of the movie. If you introduce a gun in the first act, you're supposed to use it? Right. He he was supposed to kill Screwface with it. I thought he was going to. I was waiting for there to be a moment where he got disarmed or something and then used it because it like fits perfectly in your hand. Right. And no, no nothing. Nothing. No. Little, little gun just, tease. Just cleans it, clicks it a few times, is like, ha, 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 ha murder. <laughs> so uh, then we... Next morning. Next morning, he heads out. Well, we also see a picture of him and his buddy Max. They were, like, in Vietnam or oh, some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They're in the fatigues and, yeah, like, the jungle. You know, even though it's obviously two middle-aged guys, like... Oh, my you know, God, yeah. supposed to think they're 18. And so we're, like, getting a little back. So a little back to the shadows, if you will. <laughs> And so, because that, that, that's important, because the next day, he shows up at his old high school. He's like that guy that, like, you know, he's like 40, and he goes to his high school, like, uh, homecoming game. He is acting his ass off in this scene. Like, he shows up. He gets the football. He looks like he was genuinely excited. Like, he looks so excited to be there. Well, and so was his buddy Max. Because yeah. Because Steven Seagal's back in his life. He's like, I have a reason to live again. I <laughs> He was a little bummed out at first. Like I, I was confused about the what was happening there, but then his buddy. Well, it's that, it's that classic macho guy thing. Like, yeah, busts his balls a little. Yeah, and I was I was bummed out because Max is played by the great Keith David, who's one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thing, and he was in. He had one of the greatest yeah. greatest fight scenes of all time with Roddy Piper, and they Dude. live. Oh my god, he's totally wasted in this. Movie. Again, another person that I was like, what do I know? I have the worst. Jo- like, well, he was. You don't know because oh. in all those movies he was bald. He's always badass when he's bald for some reason. This one he had some hair. Did he? I just yes. remember him with hats on all the like, time. He had a little kind of afro. Okay. And he's just like, "Oh my god, John, you're back! Are you going to save the city?" And he's just like, 
No, I'm out. I, I, I'm done, man. I'm just here to see the football. Can you teach these guys how to play? I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to point out that they're, they, you watch a couple plays, the practice plays, and Max tells a kid, like, come on, you're tackling 10 yards out of shit. The kid he tells it to is on offense for the last play. So who the fuck is he supposed to tackle <laughs> That's why 10 he yards needs John out? to come back and tell him. <laughs> He's clearly out of his depth. He doesn't know. So, so while we're watching football. Right. We get a little scene. This We finally get introduced to our villains, the Rasta villains. And they're selling some weed to this high school kid. It's like, oh, you like that, man? This kid's like, wow, this is great. This is really great. He's doing like the fucking reefer madness thing. He's like freaking yeah, out. Just. And he's like, well, try this, man. Some crack. <laughs> pulls out. The, sorry, this is going to be the whole fucking episode. I'm going to do this. But he pulls out the crack and then they start just like smoking crack right out there outside the high school. Yeah. At first, like, so there's like a girl who's just like, no, that's gross. Crack, crack is whack. Crack, crack is whack. And they're like, would you like to do, do, do a line off my knee here? And yeah, <laughs> give me that. I mean, I guess it is fancier, but yes, whatever. So the, the, other, the other girl with like the nice crimped hair, she's like, I'm fucking cool. Let me hit that shit. Peer pressure, man. That's where she, it starts. She takes one hit. She's like, this shit's great. Immediately I feel, addicted. Yeah. She's like, I feel great. And they're just like, hey, uh, you should feel happy. It reminded me of uh, the crackdown, Death Wish 4, where, oh, where Paul Kersey's wife's, not wife, girlfriend's daughter, smoked crack once and died. Yes. <laughs> yes. But... The dangers of crack, people. You know, it's crack gonna, is why. It's, it's funny because we have a family in this, and they're going to be kind of playing the same role. Yeah, so then uh, we cut back. We see Max. He's aware of what's going on, and he's just pissed off. He's like, yeah. see this shit, man? Leave it alone, Leave man. It alone. Yeah, I never gone. notice when I'm doing it. Seagal and Trump sound really the same. They do. They have that same talk like this. Yeah. And he's like, it's no use. You're never going to stop it. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it. My goddamn nephew got shot in a crack house last week. Was it shot? I thought he OD'd. I don't know. I think he OD'd. He's not important. He's not. Oh, no. He's, it was a football player on the team yeah, OD'd. Okay. And, and so he's like, he's like, leave it alone, brother. And like, ha, you're right. John, you're always right. And then they just end the scene. So. so. There's uh there's that little bit of exposition here where we see like the Rastas. We get kind of inside of the Rasta gang. Uh we see their warehouse like that they their their hideout. Right. Um like this I guess he was Colombian. He or... was some kind of like Latin guy. Like yeah. I at first I thought they were gonna be the Italian mob, but this guy was definitely some Hispanic kind of guy. Yeah. And he, he's meeting up with our we this is where we meet our villain Screwface. Screwface. And so the, the, what the problem is, is he's, I will say they're Colombian for the sake of it. Yeah. And the, they're pissed well, off. connection too. Be, be, so exactly. We could connect these episodes. Exactly. So they're pissed off because the, the, the Jamaicans are moving in on their territory. And they're like, look, we'll let you sell on our, our uh, well, Screwface like, hey, man, I'm reasonable. I just I'll, want you to be happy. We'll do, we'll sell crack on your, your turf, but. You're only getting twenty percent. Yeah, and he's like, "What? We always, we get at least fifty, if not 60. He's like, "Man, we got Jimmy Finger and the Mob, yeah, backing us." And he's like, "Oh shit, the fucking real Mob." Yeah, all right, whatever you say, that's fine. But of course, he's pissed off. He's like, "I'm gonna get these yeah. motherfuckers." So he immediately hightails it to his gypsy fortune teller. <laughs> I mean, we all have one in our roller dice. I do. I have four on my phone, depending on which side of the state I'm on. Right. And he's like, "Look, these 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 Jamaicans are moving in on our turf. You got to do something. You need some, I need a black magic woman." <laughs> 
And she's just like, gotcha. Come on, it wasn't about the turf. He, he was like, this man is into some serious, like, black magic. I'm frightened for everybody. And she was like, well, I don't know. And he sets down $4,000. And she's, she's like, like, I know. Oh, I, I think I can figure it out. Yeah, so I think she... She's got. A, I think she's doing Santeria, isn't that the, like the Hispanic yes, kind of yes. like magic? So that I guess that's the natural enemy of voodoo. So she does this force because this is a classic old school action movie. Got to get some booty in here. So she first she takes a, a bath and like like I don't know, some milk. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, it was some kind of creme with a lot of shit like f- flowers, flowers and herbs yeah. and shit, and so, just so we can get a butt shot, it, butt shot and boob shot. Oh, that's right. She got, she like kind of went up on her knees and poured yeah poured whatever that fucking shit was on yeah. her, and then she gets clearly gets a prop cigar because the, you see like it's like a real cigar. Then she, you can tell it's like a plastic cigar because the the end's not even lit. It's like it's yeah. like a, and then like magically this like huge plume of smoke comes out on it, blows it on a picture of Screwface. You know, Seagal directed that scene. He's like, okay, make sure to stand up. He had a Keep close set. He's like. I'm going to be doing the camera yeah, work. Don't worry. It's just going to be me and you. you. Me and you, okay? <laughs> I'll come in. I'm going to help position you exactly how you... Right. Oh, my God. He's such a fucking creep. <laughs> but I, I'm sure like she, she went to go like puff on the cigar. He's like, no, I don't like chicks who smoke. I mean, your character wouldn't <laughs> smoke. Okay. I, Whatever. Whatever. But so, like, problem solved. She's got Screwface's number, man. She put the curse on him. Does this ever come back? No. Exactly. No. So, so this was just to serve boobs again. Yes. And so th- is this the one we go to the bar? So let's see. Yeah, we got our seance. We got that. And then Sensei Seagal and Max hit the bar. These are two of the coolest fucking guys. Sensei is like... Nothing cooler than a couple guys in their 40s wearing like <laughs> Dockers and well, wearing only jackets. Everybody in that bar. <laughs> I want to point out the bar's playing some like electric music. <laughs> And did you notice the lead singer of the uh, the band? No. Acoustic guitar, just strumming away. I was like, what, what music are we listening to? <laughs> I don't know. It was bad music. It's fucking horrible. And once again, like Max is like, I finally got you back in my life. We can do something about stopping this crack epidemic in your hometown. Yeah. Leave it alone, brother. Leave it alone. It's, it's, you're never going to win. As soon as you get rid of these guys, somebody else comes. There's a whole whole metaphor that it explains. Like you put your finger in it, your other hand. No, that was later on. I know what you're I know, talking about. I know, I yeah. know. We'll save it. But he's got but, uh, lots yeah, of He's got a lot of, like, you make you really think. You're like, oh, shit, I never looked at it that way. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking every time it's like, oh, so and, Well, I got to because I'm like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Exactly. But I, well, that was another thing, man. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm not trying to be racist, but I didn't know what the fuck these Jamaicans were saying half the time, dude. I mean, a yeah. lot of it was because they were using Jamaican slang. And but a lot of it, was, I don't know. They was mumbling their fucking line, or maybe I'm just fucking old. I can't hear shit anymore. I don't know. But I, 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 you know, you made fun of me because I immediately told you, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't understand yeah. what like these guys are saying. So um, yeah, just imagine Steven Seagal throwing his sho- arm around your shoulder and telling you that's not how you would talk. This is how you would. Yeah, talk. he probably he's probably it's probably his fault that they couldn't understand what they're saying. They're like, it's, really, we were going to talk like this? No. That's not how Jamaicans no. talk, man. I went there one time. I went there one time. Well, I thought about going there. I went there. I went to your. I went to your. I listened ceremony. to a Bob Marley album one time. Oh That's God. not how you talk. I, no, he's like I listened to a Sublime album. That's not how your people talk. <laughs> so. He definitely listened to a Sublime album and was like, "This is how you talk." 
So while they're this like, is how you talk. <laughs> he would, that's a line Seagal would say to somebody. That is absolutely. That's not how you talk. This, this is how, is you, how talk. you talk. So <laughs> <laughs> this is how you look sexy. This is how you talk. So while that's going on, we see the uh, the Colombians show up because this is like their turf, and like they're I think they're trying to collect money or some it's the shit. Coolest bar in town, right? <laughs> so all the drug dealing's going on here. Fucking Max is furious. Fuck disillusion. John's like, what? Let it go, brother. Let, Let it go. go. By the way, Stagall's wearing probably his most tackiest jacket at this moment. It's like this gigantic windbreak. It's like a starter's jacket. It's so big. <laughs> and he's got like gold Chinese dragons on the okay. front yeah. and like a tiger on the back. So good. And I, did I, you notice? I don't know if it was in this scene, but he's also wearing a scarf around his neck in a scene. He's got like a black scarf, like in, like, like a Steven Tyler fucking scarf. Yeah. He's got to hide that neck fat, man. He's got so many chins. Hiding the gobbler. So while they're collecting their money, the, the fucking Rastas show up and whip out the Uzi and start fucking blowing people away. Yeah. Kill all the Colombians and then just fucking take off. I think Seagal kicks some more ass. He, like, disarms a guy. Yeah, he beats up a few people. Like the and, yes, and the one guy, yeah, the guy, I think it was the monkey. The guy, character's name was Monkey. He, ca- yeah. he catches him. Yeah. Because he disarms him easily, of course. He's... Doing the magic trick, he shows him his weapon, and then Steven just, this is how I beat you. And so then the cops finally show up, like five the, hours later. The cops are always playing the role of Andy in this movie. They're waiting outside for Steven to give the clear, and then they come in. Chuck, not Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. Andy kicked ass. We're talking about Mr. No Legs. Yeah. But Chuck kicked ass. I mean, Andy kicked ass. Chuck was the fucking bitch. Who's okay. The player. Okay, I got it mixed up. But, uh... So, yeah, so then then we get this nice little disclaimer from an Asian uh, reporter. Because, of course, the news is on the scene. This is a shootout at the fucking popular bar. And she explains to us that not all Jamaicans are like this. A very small 1%. Yeah. They're in, they, they, they're in gangs called posses. The, ga- the Rastafarians, they, for- they don't form gangs. They form posses. And they like to kill people in public. They want to scare people. Want to scare. So that's why they did that. Not all, not all Jamaicans. We're not talking about all Jamaicans. And uh, now there's anything wrong with that. She's just basically letting everybody. It's a very woke fucking movie for 1990, dude. For, for a Steven Seagal production, the fact that they actually said not every Rastafarian is like this. This is small. <laughs> I was very impressed by. It. Yes. So we get a nice little disclaimer. And Steven Seagal, he's just fucking chilling outside. Dude, he is looking so fucking satisfied. He's outside. We need to stop the killer. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's uh, new like, minor characters coming into the picture. We get right. Char- Charles, who is a Jamaican man who yeah. came over to Jamaican chase- cop, yeah. Yeah, who came over to specifically get Screwface. He's been working for years to get Screwface. Years. He's got- He's like, the mole reporting shit on what he's got. He's like, because he's doing it by the book. Exactly. And then we also get the, the where was the head of the DEA? Yes. There. I think it was his boss from earlier, wasn't it? It was, it was. And he's just like, oh my God, John, you're here. Thank, whew, thank yeah. God, I don't have to do anything. Take over. He's, Steven is just looking <laughs> so smug in the background, like... People have died, and he's just got this little smile on his face. But a lot he, less died because of him. Because he knows that people are talking about him. That's what gives him satisfaction. Yeah, it was weird because while the, the reporter's talking, the camera's on him. Yeah. It was, it was bizarre. Why? Why? And we all, this is where we meet a character that is another exposition dump. 
It's a, like a female occult expert, oh and my she's God. checking out the scene. Steven Seagal still hasn't been addressed at this point <laughs> by anybody. Like no character that we mentioned has mentioned him yet. Right, but so we see. I I don't know her IMDb. was just called Leslie. I don't know the rest of her name. Uh, yeah, she's so she at least she's so not important. You don't need to know the rest of her name because she's just here to for one little exposition dump and to tell how amazing Steven Seagal is. Yeah. that's later. So right now, because of course. Like all great villains, they leave clues behind. It's like the Riddler. They got like this, like uh, design, Talk, yeah. yeah, on the wall. And she's like, "This is clearly uh, the work of Screwface and the Jamaicans." I've seen it in New York and L.A., but I've yet to see it here. <laughs> I don't know why she's got this voice, but she actually. She I, w- I was making fun of uh, Seagal's preferences earlier because Kelly LeBrock uh, in Hard to Kill has like kind of a light English. Well, accent. She's Australian, but maybe she was playing English in that movie. Yeah, I don't know, but it sounded light English to me. And then the professor, uh, Leslie here, she's kind of got like that same accent going. Well, because as you know, Griff, English people are just... You have an English accent, you're smarter. You're automatically smarter. She's got glasses on. Right. She's got glass hair in a bun. She's got it all. She's got it all. So we're like, I believe everything this woman tells me. So she's like explaining everything to Charles, who's been working this case forever and didn't seem to really get. (laughs) This, yeah, she's she's fucking white-splaining to him. Like, this is a Jamaican thing. (laughs) And he's like, I've seen it, man. But but he's he's playing along. He's like, I'll humor her. And then, it, and then she sees she like I come over. She sees Stagall, and she's like just smiling in the background. And she's like, "Hmm, what the fuck is that?" Like she yeah. totally forgot about her job. And the DEA, uh, like lead, it was just like, "Oh, that's John Hatcher. He's a uh, out of commission." <laughs> Flicks his cigarette, and she's like, "He doesn't look out of commission to me." And then this irritated me. Charles, the Jamaican cop, he he drops this line because she's like, he's like. That's the work of Screwface, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean when it's in my face a screw? I pray you never find out, man. I was like, fuck you. I want to know why it's called Screwface. And it's, I, I, I still don't know. Anyone, can they tell me what Screwface means? <laughs> I'm too lazy we to look it up. We did learn about one Jamaican word because we heard blood clot, and we found out it was something different. Bumba clots. Oh, boy. Which means cunt, apparently. Hey. Wait, let me hear it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our English listeners are like, big deal. Who cares? But So, yes, he looks functional to her. <laughs> so That's what I'm looking for in, <laughs> in a mate. Looks functional. <laughs> so we cut back to our man Screwface. He is on. He felt the power of that, that gypsy woman earlier. So he's doing, he's doing a reverse counter spell. Was it her that he was doing the sacrifice on? Because he has a woman on a pool table. You know what? It might have been her. Okay. Because I was really confused on why they did the seance and then why this happened. Well, not a seance. This was a ritual. Seance is when you talk to spirits. Oh, whatever. So, well, it's, it, there's a difference. <laughs> So, I'm she's doing somebody, a spell. So, she's doing you know, a spell on people, yeah. and so I, I will, for sake of argument, will say it was her. So he like found her out. He and he sacrifices her. He's got her behind because they have their own bar too, their own Rasta Gary Gay bar. And it was a cool bar. Yeah. It also triples as uh, a crack production warehouse yeah. and and, uh, and a sacrifice yeah. altar. Got a nice altar there. Yeah, in the he back. puts it, well. He put it right on the uh, pool table, and then he's oh. like, "No!" And then he stabs her with his like giant uh, knife. And so, uh, 
Well, that's going I thought on. He flicked blood on her. I thought he killed a chicken and flicked blood. He on did her. do that. Yeah, he, and then he, I think, but I think he ultimately killed her. Oh, okay. And so we also, like you said, we see that there's also they're making crack in the back of the the Rasta bar, and and then Screwface he tells they just the first time in their history they've gotten their ass kicked because of Seagal, and we also learned that Jimmy Fingers, who's the mob guy. Yeah, who's their protector? He got Monkey, the guy who got who got busted by Seagal at the other bar. Yeah, he got bar. him out on bail. Okay. And this guy's like, I've never seen anybody like this man. He fucked my shit up. Yeah, and Screwface like, hmm, I got, I'm losing my power. I gotta like, I gotta like give you guys a pep talk. Was this when he busted that sword out? Yeah, he had like that stab sword, and it was like, wait, what is that? It like it looked really indistinguishable. Well. I thought it was one of the, you know those things where it's supposed to sound like rain? Like, yeah, rain yeah. stick. I thought it was a rain stick. Oh, my God. I was, when he turned it, I was like, wait a minute. Here it comes. And I was trying to listen in for the rain. Wow. Yeah, and he's like, I got, I got these guys, they've never, they've never met anyone like Steven Seagal. Like, I, I'm losing my grip. I got to get back. Because we learn, like, he, people think he's magical. Yeah. Because I, I actually, I'm sorry we didn't bring this up because what, Earlier, when they had when Screwface had the meeting with the Colombian guy, we we he's like once again, Griff. I don't know why I always thought before we did this show these were just dumb action. These movies are so fucking cerebral, Griff. They're all about mind <laughs> games. So I don't know about mind games. Screw, in this one, yes, it go, was because go on. here it was Screwface was talking to Sell him, and then he sees out the corner of his eye Screwface like on the other side of the room, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he looks back, and Screwface is there. What? And he's just like, how do how did you get there? And you're here. That that happened. Yes, that did happen. No way. And so that's important for later on in the movie. Oh, I because, wonder how it could be important later. Because on everybody him. thinks he's magical, and he can do these magical things. And uh, I think it's someone later on. I'll I'll save that one. And so uh, he does the pep talk, and uh, what was they it? basically they all know that you know Sensei Seagal is their enemy. They're gonna need right. to get to him. He's like, we're gonna need a bigger boat. And so, so, so then we cut to another running scene, Griff. And <laughs> you know, Sensei, he's not quite what he was, so he's out of breath again. He's talking. And to this Max. is where we get that great, that great yeah. metaphor you were talking about. Max, so. like, we gotta get these guys now. We gotta be preventive. Preventive. Uh, uh, good defense is a good offense. Yeah, exactly. We need to get them first. And uh, Stevens just like, look, I went and saw a priest the other day, and he told me. That I need to be a gentle soul now. I need to worry about, you know, me, my Nang Chen. It's gonna. I'm, I'm. I lost three Nang Chen hairs last week. I need to focus. I need my Nang Chen. And he's like, "No, there's, there's a hole. We need to go plug it. Look, you plug one hole with your finger, and then another hole pops up, and you plug it with your other finger. And next thing you know, you're plugging holes with your fingers and your, your toes, and you got one in your head. It consumes you." Consumes you. The whole let it go. You. Just let it go. Puts him back in his. It wasn't a Bronco. It was like a. It was. It was a version, a different car company's version of the Bronco, though. Like a GMC or something. Yeah, I don't know. So we. Well, he always and then Seagal had that sweet ass fucking like a Mustang or something. Yeah. They always are. Actually, always have a muscle car. Yeah. So Max Max is taken off. He's Max like up. whatever you say. You're you know what you know better. Again, than I do. he calms him straight down. You know, so Max is just like, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna think about my 13 year old nephew who I'm got killed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scott's like, I'm gonna think about my nine year old niece. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go inside and, and tussle go, my nine year old niece. And I'm gonna clean my head. guns. Uh, so he pops inside, and Amer- Amer- immediately his family's like, 
oh yeah you're home finally we can live again <laughs> we can exist <laughs> and well and they can can't. they yeah because <laughs> the rustlers are driving around you the get corner a drive by <laughs> Oh, and they just fuck him. And they like, get down. And he's like running super slow, but it's not slow motion. So it's him yeah. running. <laughs> and he, he he knocks his sister down. But unfortunately, because the, the niece was so excited to see him, she's like running out in the room. Like, yeah. no. And she gets shot in the head. Yeah. Which I just saw her get shot in the fucking arm, like the the, the uh, shoulder. Like yeah. everybody gets like shot everybody. in the movie. But later, she's shot in the head. Yeah. So we cut to the cut to the Immediately media, cuts to the, to the hospital. hospital. And... She's got the fucking bandage, right? It's like the she yeah. band- She's in a coma. I yeah. don't know, whatever. Sensei's trying to kind of like calm the mood. He's doing a bunch of Jerry Seinfeld jokes, like, "What's the deal with this food?" <laughs> and everybody is just like, "Not the time." No, they're kind. I thought they were kind of soothed. You thought it. they were into it? Well, it's it's Seagal. Like anyway, I said that people would slap what? me. The, and go do- shut the, the fuck doctor up. was digging it. Well, the doctor, the sister was in first, the back well, upset. First of all. How dare a doctor think he knows more than Seagal does? Because he's like, she's his touch and go. She's got swelling. You know the cliche shit, swelling on the brain. We don't know. Yeah. And he's, he just grabs him because he feels a little guilty because it is basically all his fault that she got yeah. shot. Yeah. But So he's got he, a little guilt. He, he scrolls down a couple of notes on a little piece of pad of paper. And he's like, go down to that ancient Chinese store <laughs> down the street. Get him <laughs> these needles, these bombs, and you you apply them in these hourly and this fashion, and she'll be right as rain. You, but, tr- but then he grabs her and goes, you treat her like she's the president of the United States. And he's like, we treat all our, our, our you treat her like the president of the United States. the one States. time he raised his voice in this movie. And then he go, immediately goes chill. That's how amazing he, he is. He, he goes over to back, back over to comfort his sister. And finally, somebody despises him because she's just like, this is your fucking fault, Johnny. Do well, not touch me. It's kind of your fault. I kind of blame myself, but it's halfway your fault, Johnny. And he's like, <laughs> you're right. I feel, uh, do I feel guilt? I don't know if I can feel guilt. <laughs> I don't know what this feeling is. So I'm going to go <laughs> murder somebody. Yeah, I need to get rid of this feeling. I got to kill somebody. So he calls up Max like, Max, fine, okay, I'll help you kill people. He's like, yes, because he's been sitting by the phone staring at it, <laughs> waiting for fucking Seagal to call Nothing, him. Everything in his house is completely still. The clocks ha- do not move. TV is on, but it's paused. So Max and him are going to go hit the streets, and they already, it they, already, the streets. they already have a lead. Of course they do. That fucking Jimmy Fingers, that yep. fucker. Jimmy you know, for some fingers. reason, this guy's a made man. He's like fucking rich, but he always fucks whores and like these... these Cheap Just ass crack house, the completely seedy crack house. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got two broads in the uh, uh, hotel room with him. Sensei, he's, he's just rocking kicks the, the door. fucking samurai cop banana, banana hammock with the with the wife beater. I just want to say, if anyone's looking at a little little uh, glimpse into the Kinjete case, <laughs> boom, he had a couple of the pieces rocking there. Did he? Yeah. Did he have couple. a brunch long? Was a brunch long? That was there? a brunch long. Oh shit. <laughs> You can I kind of feel now. I'm kind of pissed off at Seagal for fucking that perfect night up. Yeah. It's a night for loving. That is, and he had two women there, and you know what? The Kinjete case has more than enough to go. Last time I checked, it was uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, of course we're talking about the Death Wish Three episode. Highly <laughs> underrated. So yeah, so he just busts in. Max just stands outside. He's like, uh, "Take care of it, buddy." I don't want to see another pair of boobs. And he's like, bitches, leave. He rips off fucking the guy from RoboCop. And then he starts slapping fucking Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy Fingers, you know who I am? I'm a made man, motherfucker. 
Made man! This is already the third time that he's just gone up to another human and just started slapping him in the face. He did it to his friend, he did it to his niece, and now he's doing it to an enemy. Well, at least Jimmy Fingers deserved it. I got yeah, Jimmy did deserve it. Yeah. And so he was dehumanizing him. And then well I'm gonna him. set you up, Griff. So he's like, I'm a made man! What are you I'm a fucking made man. Yeah. And then what does Seagal do? As he is saying I'm a made man, he pulls that gun out, so of course Skull beats him to the draw. Of course. And goes, God made men. Horrible fucking line. It's almost as good as I'm gonna take you to the bank. Blood <laughs> bank. <laughs> <laughs> that one's better. I got God, that, at least so, that, at least that's a joke. No, that one is fu- that yeah. one is way more fun. But it, it it's definitely another line written by Seagal. Yes, and he was just like brilliant. You're like he recorded that, and he was like, guys, I just made that one up. And they're like, yeah, let's that, do it over. And he's like, no, <laughs> cut, print. That's, that's it. Going to be the next. I'll be back. I'm gonna say God made man in every fucking movie <laughs> for fucking. So God. while that's going on, Monkey is in the other room fucking somebody apparently because he runs out. Yeah, and he's still so terrified because he says he gets slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, and then he's just like, tell me what Screwface is. Screwface, I'll fucking kill him. I'm scared of that motherfucker. You better tell me. And like Monkey is, I don't. I think he's more scared of Seagal than he's a Screwface because he just jumps out the fucking window. I loved it. He's gonna get, he, Chuck, I mean, Chuck, Seagal doesn't even throw him out. He jumps out. He's so terrified of Seagal. Yeah. And and then was it like a was it a real guy or was it like a bad dummy? I think it was like a bad dummy. There were, they did some good cuts of the falling. Okay. And he lands on a car, of course. You always have to land always. on a car. And he's dead. And then he, he's like, of course, <laughs> fucking uh, Max, he's the Chuck of this at the show. So he's just waiting in the car. And he's like, hey. Did you get that information we need? Like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. And he's like, well, well, what happened to the guys? Like, one thought he was invincible, and the other thought he could fly. Yeah, and they were both wrong. <laughs> yes! He just nailed that fucking line. <laughs> so Ma- Ma- Max did pull a truck there, though. He waited in the car. <laughs> and then cut. the cops finally show up like two hours later. And they're like, the DA guy's there. He's like, there's a... This was the most reckless fucking thing. And he's like, this ju- this was done by a pro. Yeah. This guy was just shot in the head and a guy thrown out a window. Pro- only a pro could do something like this. It's got Hatcher's fingerprints all over it. I What could he... Uh, I mean, maybe when they saw like all the fingerprints that were like left across the guy's face because he slapped him 14 times, both of them. Maybe that. Cause I don't know anything... That- he did say literally fingerprints. <laughs> he might have literally meant fingerprints because he always slaps people. Was that by, would a pro leave fingerprints? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but he's just like maybe they interviewed the 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 two the the, the two, two, uh, two prostitutes yeah. that were in there, and he slapped them on the ass on the way out because we do know he's really excuse into, me, ma'am. I need to dust your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's some greasy <laughs> ass, there's some greasy ass fingerprints on your ass. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> These herbs, they're only used in an Ang Chen ponytail. <laughs> this has to be John Hatcher. And he's kind of relieved. He's like, fuck, I don't have to do any work. I'm just going to let, let them loose and do what they want. Because the cops never interfere with what these guys are doing. And these guys are just doing, going crazy. You could tell Charles is a little bothered. But it's more like I'm bothered that they didn't invite me to join in. Because this is my mission. Like, this is why I'm here in Chicago. <laughs> Wait, does the Ning Chen have like? Does it is it like patchouli where it's just like a really strong musk? And you can it just... was definitely a musk. Of course, 
I'm not going to go too into it. If you want to hear the whole story about the Nanjin tail, you got to listen to the Hard to Kill episode. Cause we go deep in depth. But yes, yeah. there is an intoxicating must. It's like okay. a pheromones that are released. That's part of the... Look, I admitted like on that episode, Hard to Kill, very underrated episode, that... It not only changed my life. I got. I, I'm a member. I'm not only a, a spokesman for the Nanjing here in Club for Men. I'm also a client. And not only changed my life, Griffith saved my life. Saved your life. It and, really did. And, you were you were looking like shit before. Right. Well, that's the thing, dude. I'm living like I'm not. I'm never gonna be like Seagal. But I'm living like a Ted Nugent song, dude. It's like Wang Dang, Sweet Bing Tang, <laughs> all the time. Thanks to my Nang Chen tail. True. And I can I can't highly recommend it anymore. But back to the movie, Griff. So Max and uh, John, they're, they're, hit, they're hitting the streets. They're busting heads. They're, uh, they're uh, <laughs> lost. Yeah, lost. no, this is when we finally see Screwface oh, again. Oh, you're right. And Screwface sees that the screws are tightening on him. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great metaphor. Thank you. So he's like playing dominoes with his buds. He's got a fucking sweet ass because, <laughs> well, he was still legit at this time. <laughs> He has a sweet-ass Cosby sweater on. <laughs> yeah, totally like 55 colors on this thing. Yeah. And he's rocking all of them. And he hears word, and they're like, this man, he had a scorpion tail and a huge musk. No, and he he's a just Nang like, tail. Scorpion's a bad I'm, guy. I'm, excuse me, a Nang Chen tail. And he's just like, that's that man hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. And he's getting, he's getting nervous, man. Because he's so nev- nervous. No one's ever no fucked one. with Screwface like Hatcher has. Yeah. There, there's the other thing that's happening here. He has like really green eyes. They're crazy yeah, eyes. Yeah, well, that's he's yeah. It's supposed to be how evil he is. He's a black man with green eyes. So they gave him like the contacts. Or yeah, something? He might he might be natural. I don't know. Okay, I'm guessing contacts, but it could be. Natural. I, I figured they were doing like the same thing they did with uh, Fen- Fen- I think it was Fender and Cyborg. Fender, yeah, I like I like it. <laughs> Great episode. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he's losing his cool finally, and that's kind of worrying these guys because they're always used to him being a total chill. Like, yeah, he always is chill, and he flips a table, Probably rips off a fucking leg of the table, just beating the shit out of the guy who just told him Hatcher like did some shit. Like, he killed Monkey Man, and he's just like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna beat your ass." The thing I really appreciate about the scene is that, like, in all of our kung fu type, you know, martial arts action movies, there's always a guy with a pool cue. And there's no pool table in that building at all. There's just well, he a little uses, domino he table. He uses the pool table to sacrifice women, but yeah. But th- this was a different building. Yes, okay. Well, there was a pool cue. Someone was standing there with a pool cue. You, you have people just standing around <laughs> with pool cues in case Steven Seagal shows up, so if you break it, he can have two little wooden weapons. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Be prepared. <laughs> They're fucking so, prepared. Sco- Screwface is screwed. He's, he's just fucking... Uh, fuck it. So, all right, so Screwface, he's fucking screwed. So, he, first, he's go, what he's going to do, he's going to, like, scare them. So, what they do is they nail a cow tongue onto the front door of his sister's place, and yeah. they leave a little diagram, like a... Uh, the Screwface logo. Screwface logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's his tag. Yeah, it's his tag. And he's not scared. It's Hatcher doesn't. He's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so he basically tells his sister, no, it's cool, move back in. Yeah, he's no like he's like you'll be fine. I'll just get some some DE agents to watch over you. Yeah, it, it, that's this is a scene that they just kind of do in the snap of a finger, and then they move on and whatever. So this is when he goes to Stephen goes to see the professor. Yes. to learn more about because she knew a lot. Yeah, she was the expert in voodoo. Oh no, he called the cops first, and okay. the cops come over because they broke in obviously and did all this stuff. Is the professor there? The professor, the, the professor is not there, okay. but the chief shows up and he's like, "Hey, 
stay retired. Like, he went from being like, <laughs> work this fucking case for me, please, to stay retired. So he's probably in on it. Um, he's <laughs> yes. probably smoking crack every night. So Steven's like, I got to get an edge on these people. I'm going to go talk right. to the prof. Okay. So then he drives on the professor. Right. Okay. You think they're, I thought they were about to fuck. And this was clearly a scene written by Steven Seagal. Clearly. Because he's like, is he like, He's like washing her dish. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But Yeah, knocks she, on the door, she looks out the window. And she's like he's like he shows her pictures of the crime scene. She's like, yeah. Well, this t- this cow tongue means you you're talking. You need to shut up. Yeah. And this is a screw face logo. This is like Batman. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, interesting. You know what else is interesting? Me. And she's just <laughs> like So I think they have dinner. She like cooks for him. And he's like washing the kids a gentleman. He's washing the dishes afterwards. She's like, yeah. you know, you're amazing. Like yeah. I, I've never met anyone like you. Like, and if they are, they're gay or they're fucked up. They're on crack. I, you know, what is it about you? And he's just like, hey, humble brag. He's like, hey, I'm just like any guy you find in a soup kitchen. What? You know, unemployed and you know, uneducated. I don't know what the fuck. I, and she's like, no, you're not. You are amazing. And he's like, whatever you say. And then I you'd, bet if you show me your dick right now, I'd go, whoa. And he's just like, he's just the pheromones you can see coming off the Nang Chan. <laughs> She's just getting aroused. She's just rubbing herself. The birth of CGI right there. And he's just <laughs> like, no, that was real. Oh, that's and, real. Okay. And he's he's like, before we fuck, I got to call my sister. Yeah, I know it's it's a, it's a cock block move, but yeah. but the kid's in the fucking hospital. I kind I, I kind of I think I, he had to temper himself. I think he was getting a little <laughs> too excited because he's like, "Wow, she's really." Well, he was me. he was sweaty. That was yeah. sure. I don't know if that was just being <laughs> Steven Seagal or sex. Right. So she called. This is where he calls up the sister, and she's just like, "Oh my god, I just got home from the hospital. I'm exhausted. Mom's there watching the uh, the kid, and he's like, "Hey, is like Joey out there still in the car?" And she's like, "Let me go check." Wait, he's not here. Hold on. The car's here, but he's not in it? And then he just immediately, you know, he just hangs up. I'll be there. He hangs up and then tells her I'll be there. It's crazy. Yeah. And he, he jumps in his fucking muscle car, flies fucking after her. But, of course, the sister isn't just like, I'm going to lock myself in the room. She's like, what was he on about? Starts walking around the house. And, of course, they're already in the house. So I don't remember which you know henchman grabs her. Well, before her. he leaves, also the professor says, and this is the last we ever see the professor. Oh. She's like, "You want to stop screw? F- you want to stop these guys? <laughs> yeah, Screwface is like a snake. He's the head of the snake. You chop it off, and the rest of them will die. Yeah, because they're bitches. They they're enthralled by Screwface and his power. And then she says, and, "Chop that dick off, and I'll die." And exactly. And he's like, "Aha! I'll do that." He puts it in the back of his mind, yes. and he's like, "Pops it." Right back, and then so then yes, then he makes the call, runs back to the house, just in the nick of time because they got the sister sprawled out on at the coffee table. They got blood on her chest, like in a a screw face logo. He's yeah, guys, guy knows a lot about branding. He's smart about that. He finishes off like his whole curse and everything. So you're like, oh shit, what does this mean? Because no curse that has been cast in this movie has really been for anything. Uh, just to piss. Sensei off a little further. So he gets there. His sister, she, she had her little blouse cut in half. Her boobs didn't sprawl out. But, you know, Sensei. Even Seagal knows and, that would be a little over the top, having your sister, yeah. putting your sister's tits out. That's so good he, point. But he's like, where's that kid at? I want to tossle her some more. <laughs> so he's like, this time it's personal. Ugh. So he's. 
he's out driving somewhere. I don't know. He had to make a fucking run to McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> but he's coming back to the house, and there's like a detour. And he's like, what? What? You're blocking me? I'm yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah. And they're like, yes, sir. We're, we're working on the road. Oh, whatever. Like It's like the fucking, it's like, tw- like two in the morning, and they're working on the fucking road. So, he, so, he, so even Seagal knows something's up. But he still goes along with it, and he's driving, and he gets pinned in between. There's like a fucking dump truck behind him, and there's like, what are those, what are those things called? It's not excavator. a excavator. It's an excavator? I don't know. Whatever. It's one of those things that he digs up dirt. It's an excavator. <laughs> Like I said, it's an way, excavator. Way to fucking totally sensei me here. <laughs> Tell you what it is. You're like, uh, maybe. That's the Nang Chen. Yeah. And <laughs> so, an arrogant asshole. <laughs> well, right. It's, who are we talking about here? So, yeah, so the, the he's, he's locked in between. He can't get out. Even he can't. Even he's a mass. He can parallel park with his blindfolded. And you'll notice that that was a stunt double. Well, I'm sure it was. Every interior of him in this a broken, smushed-down car. Yeah, because they use the front end of the excavator to smash down the the wind through the windshield. So he's pinned down there. I, I and I don't know. And then then Screwface shows up. Yeah, and he's like, "You're dead, man!" And he whips out. Got, he's got some like rum, little rag in it. Yeah, lifts up the Molotov cocktail. This, I want you to meet my sister, the goddess of fire. Oh right. my god, that's right. It was fine. So. <laughs> So yeah, and then like every good villain, he leaves. He doesn't stay to watch him die. He's like, we we got this. We're done. Takes off, and then this this had to be a stunt because there's no way Steven Seagal's fat ass could have fit in between because he somehow yeah. wedges his way out between uh, yeah. the excavator and no. the hood of the car. No. Nick of time does another pathetic run away from it just as it explodes. Oh, of course it car explodes. explodes. Of course it does. So let's see where are we at. So this this is where Charles shows up, the the Jamaican cop from earlier. He's like, he he meets up. He's like, look, man, I've been working my ass off on this case. I've got tons and tons of files and pictures and all this shit. But we're gonna do it your way. Yeah, we're just fuck that shit. I've been who cares if I've been working years? I've been undercover. I put my life on the line. You know what you're doing more than I do. Let's kill this motherfucker. And and uh, he's like, let's do it, man. And he's like, well, Screwface fucked over to Jamaica. He's gone. We got to go to Jamaica. And Seagal's like, hey, I'm down with it. Before we do that, we got to get some guns. Yeah. Is this where we get into our montage? We get two montages. But the first one is the gearing up montage. Before that, though, <laughs> this was another scene that just shows how amazing Steven Seagal is. They buy these guns, these illegal guns off this guy. It's somebody that that Hatcher knows. He's yeah. like, because after they buy him, he's like, hey, man, you still clean? You, you know, he's like, three months sober. sober. Got my three-month chip right here. And he's like, good for you, man. Good for you. And then we get the fucking gearing up, making our weapons. Scene. Yeah. Because I don't know why, but... But just to show how badass Steven is, they got to make their own bullets. Yeah. Only like a true badass. Well, they don't just make bullets. They make silencers. I'm pretty sure that's... They make everything. So why yeah. were they buying guns? Because they're making everything. Oh, wow. I thought they just made the silencers. No, they were like... Well, he modified the gun. And, okay. And every fucking Charles and Max are amazed. They're just sitting there with like awe in their face. Like... Because he's just like, look at look at this. I just made, I invented this. Look at this gun. This gun is 
absolutely silent. Of course, if you, if you ever watch the Mythbusters episode, there's no such thing as a totally silent. It muffles yeah. the sound, but it's not silent. It pretty much follows the logic of clean call, where it's yeah. just like, no, it still pretty much <laughs> fucks everything up. Like, it's loud as shit. But we not just put a friendlier loud. tag on it. But this is not. It's like, doop, 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 doop. Exactly. It, you would be like, did a mouse just fart? <laughs> what was that? And we learned how powerful the gun is because Steven just happens to have a side of beef just hanging up in the room. I mean, well, if you're going to be making guns all day, you're going to get really fucking hungry. <laughs> so you buy a side of beef, you box think, on it a little I bit. I think he's ripping off Rocky here. He's showing he's more badass than Rocky. I think so. Because he's got a side of beef up, or Red Brown, because we learned in uh, Captain America, he also he murdered somebody between some slabs of beef. <laughs> that was fucking brutal. So he's like Check underrated <laughs> episode, despite what you fucking, I fucking say. hate that episode. I hate you on that episode personally, not what you did. You were fine what you did, but I wanted to punch you. So anyway, we go back. <laughs> we go back. God, that nation's really getting into your brain now. <laughs> no, that was even that was nothing to do with the nation. All right, so. We, so, yeah, he's got, like, look at how ama- I reinvented the silencer. And he's just destroying this side of beef, but you can't hear anything. And, and, and of course, it's, it's, an, it's like, well, it's technically a 90s movie, count 90, but it's, it's an 80s movie because he's got the fucking laser scope on it. Dude, the, I thought the 90s was the benchmark for the scope. I thought, I thought no, it no, was no, the it, 90s when they started doing the scope n- all the time. Well, no, because Schwarzenegger was the first with Terminator, and then everybody copied him after oh, that. Oh, okay. And uh, and he's fucking. He's got the fucking little glasses, the tinted glasses that you wear when you're shooting off guns. Yeah, you got to wear the yellow glasses, All Hunter safety. S. Thompson glasses. And so. then they're just like, "Yeah, let's go to Jamaica." They're, they're fucking ready, so they fly over to Jamaica. You see Charles and Max. They're just walking the streets. Max is a little like, you know, kind of like, "Oh shit, this is a great place." I kind of thought everyone was just gonna be walking around I smoking thought, crack. Yeah, I thought everybody was a piece of shit here. And, and like, Charles, no like, man, let me teach you. Yeah, Charles, like fucking egg. So we, so we get a hit in the streets montage right after a gearing up montage. It's a double montage. Yeah, so almost as bad. What was the movie we had a triple montage in? Was it I can't one? remember. It was great, we, but not as, not as great as this. Yeah, we, we, we do too many movies. I can't so, remember anything. Yeah, so, yeah, he's like, wow, I thought Jamaicans were all pieces of shit. And he's like, no, we're actually, only 1% are. We're actually pretty good. We're real human beings that have <laughs> emotion and, you know, And then immediately they kill all that by beating a piece of shit who's like, we'll only help them if yeah. they give them money. Yeah, <laughs> like, perfect segue. <laughs> no, we're not real pieces of shit. Cut to... Steven right. Seagal in a bar. No, 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 no. We cut to this guy they meet, and we're supposed to be told, like, if, you're, if we're just getting a lesson that Jamaicans are not pieces of shit, which I don't believe they are, but the guy should be like, guy, I want you to help. I want to help you guys stop Screwface. He's like, give me the money, and I'll help you, man. And he hands them a picture of one yeah. of Screwface's hoes. And he's like, she knows it all, man. And That's right. So they pay him get- off. So this is where we hit the bar. Now I, oh, okay. I, I, we got to talk about this bar scene, Griff. Because you notice I, I pulled out the telestrator because I want to break down this scene for you. You do. Because just the intro. Because you notice. Let me hear it. I got the telestrator up. You know, if you look, when Steven Seagal enters the room, this is the one scene where he's not wearing an oversized well, He's wearing an oversized jacket, but he's pushed the sleeves up, and he's got it opened up. At the, yeah. So it's, like, down it's to, a, like, his, his it, navel. It's a button-up, but it's it's past his dips. It's and, down below. And I'm going to – can you hand me that protractor and that T-square? Of course. All right. See, now, see, I put – if you take a line, straight line, 
from everybody in this scene's eyes to Steven Seagal, they're all going to his dick. <laughs> all of them. It's like, it's like, look, look, see, watch. Guys, for this scene, I need you to notice the beautiful woman on the dance floor, but not too long, like one fraction of a second. And then right here. Well, and, yeah, of course she is. I'm talking everybody. Man, woman, oh, no. child oh, are no. staring at his dick. In fact, if you, I don't know if you can't see it here, but if you watch it on the laser disc, guy, the guy right there in the way in the back, he's questioning his sexuality right at that moment. <laughs> not, the, not the actor, not the fucking character. The actor is. That's yeah. how fucking manly Steven Seagal is looking in this scene. I heard the director went gay after this movie. Everybody wants to fuck him in yeah. this scene. But unfortunately, there's only one woman lucky enough, and I, it's Screwface's bro. I will say, when I read uh, Steven Seagal's like, memoir of doing this film... Literally every person knocked on his door that night and wanted to fuck him. I believe it. Yeah. So we got a beautiful woman on the dance floor. Yeah, and she's just like, he's like. She's, she's like really grinding it out, but by herself, like feeling herself up and everything. Well, she's, she's doing like a mating dance for him. Yeah. And no one else is even close to touching her. Like no one can come. Well, they're no all staring can, at Seagal's dick at this time. It's a good point. But she's the only one who... They're can, all mesmerized. Yeah, she's the only one who can break that ice. So she finally, like, does a nice little, like, sexual maneuver over to her. It's something that Captain Kirk would have a woman do to him. Yeah, like a green woman would do that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, first we talk, then we'll fuck. Yeah. So he's like, let me know everything about Screwface. And uh, she's like, I don't know nothing, man. All I know is Screwface, he have two head and four eyes, man. That's the secret to his magic. Ooh, that's weird. And like, it's like, woo, it's, what does that mean? What like, does that mean? What is, what is, hmm. I can't figure this out. Well, it reminds gonna... me of uh, a movie I once saw called Double Impact with John Claude where he had a twin. But I don't know why I'm I don't know how what that right has now. to do with our movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's, go, let's move on. And she, but, so she, I guess she also told him the compound he lives on because we cut to the compound, Screwface compound, Screwface land. I got to tell you, this compound fucking sucked. It was I pretty go weak. There. Yeah. I want to go there. It was, it was nothing compared to uh, fucking uh, uh, Coda's from last week's Del- Delta Force 2 compound. Now, that yeah, was sweet. That was a good compound. I but uh, this Gas is, chamber and all. Yeah. Screw face, no gas chamber. And so first, of course, we can never let anybody like Charles or Max have any kind of moment in the spotlight in this movie. No. So you, you figure at least let like fucking Max be like a Vietnam like sniper expert. No. Seagal is. You could build up either character to have a specialty, but no. Literally, Seagal does everything. So he's got the fucking the gun that he invented, that me made. Yes. And he's just picking off the guards. And then he's like, you guys stay back. I'll, I'll go take care of everything. Yeah. And then he does that military <laughs> hand signal because he wants, he's so bad, wants to be a badass. So he signals to them. They spread out. He goes and plants a bomb on a building way outside somewhere. And then there's clearly a scene where it's, it's the stunt double again because there's no way Seagal has the arm strength to actually climb down a wall. Yep. He's just like, climb down. and then it's the classic move where the guy comes down out of screenshot and then he pops up. Yeah. And then he's just like, he puts on his infrared goggles because he's got oh it God. all planned I, out. I, I, I love the, the <laughs> goggles. Yeah. That was, that was a good. And then does he like, he, he must take out like the lights, right? Because that's why he has the infrared goggles. Uh, the. The, the building he blew does up because he, yeah. he lands down. Oh, so he there. doesn't even let Charles and no. Max do that. No, no, that's him. Okay. That's okay. me. Okay. Like when they're divvying out, uh, you know, jobs for the mission, they're like, uh, "Hey, man, 
<laughs> you forgot to uh, you forgot to give us jobs. Your your job's to watch me and, and be amazed. Yeah, really. He's like, well, why don't you watch my six? And uh, if you notice, like a uh, clip fall out of my ammo pack, my fanny pack. Just be quiet. He's like, he's like, your job's to learn. <laughs> and then. Yes, and then, yes, right there. And then, so he just wipes out the entire place because he's got his fucking goggles on so he can see no one else can. No one else can. And then we have the the final battle, or is it the final battle with Screwface? Pretty sure it's the final battle. And so, Screwface, does he, this, this, I, does he whip out a samurai sword here? Yeah, well, I mean, we walk into the room, and Screwface has a whole fucking, like, voodoo ritual set up for Sensei himself. Or, or, is it an altar in dedication to Steven Seagal? God damn it, it might be in dedication to him. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he immediately pops up, and he's got a sword, and he does the magic trick thing with it. He shows him the sword, he, like... Cuts a ribbon down just to show you how sharp it is. You know, got to make bring pulls up out a hair and slices the hair exactly. Yeah. Show you how sharp it is and everything. And cuts a fucking beer can like a Ginsu knife. So then we zoom back out to see the two of them. You're like, how sensei get to beat this guy? This that sword is so fucking sharp. And he just like walks up and like grabs his hands, turns the sword around <laughs> and like cuts him in the dick. He yeah. falls over and then he cuts his head off. And you're like. He cuts him in the face, too. He slices him all the way down. That was the second fight. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So let's not go ahead and talk about that <laughs> so, fight yet. <laughs> so, so he dick kicks him and chops his head off. Yep. And, uh, yeah, time to go back to America. Back to Chicago. Back to Chicago. So, so, you know, you brought up a good point. <laughs> yeah, I always do. Steve, whoa. Uh, you got about a 30% clip. Um, <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Go on. <laughs> so, so you brought up earlier... They're going back from Jamaica. They're flying commercial. They're flying commercial. They're not, a, they're not in a private jet. No, they're not, they're definitely not in a private jet. They have a a man's head <laughs> and an arsenal of weapons that I'm guessing even you these because you modified them would be illegal by definition. You can't yeah. modify weapons legally. So how are they getting all this cargo on a plane to go back to the old U.S. of A? I don't know, but they do it. They're on. The, you know why? They're flying in international waters at the time. There you go. Just like uh, the, the whole trip is international waters. They get a hang glider <laughs> and they hang glide into America. Yeah, they parachute. They didn't see that part. They parachute out as soon as they hit Florida. And then... <laughs> that that's a long parachute <laughs> to they, get over to well, Chicago. They, they paraglide, and so they're like, "All right, time to fuck." We've chopped the head off the snake. Yeah, you think the movie's over, then you realize there's. Like 12 minutes left. Well, they go back to uh, where Screwface's Chicago boys hang out. Yeah. And they're like... The professor told us, you need to tell the posse, like, you won. And right. show them, like, a token. And they'll just crumble. Yeah. Without, Screwface is their, their god. And they've never met a real god in Steven Seagal. So he, they show up. I think this is where he Steven's going to let somebody else do something. It is. They, they got a duffel bag, and he's like... You guys gonna get the fuck out? And they're like, "Fuck you!" Who? He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm to show you, Charles." Yeah. So Charles opens the duffel bag, does a Clash of the Titans, pulls out the fucking head. Nobody head. turns the stone, but they're 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 scared stiff as stone. Yeah, they're all a little <laughs> shaken, and they're like, "How do we know it's real?" And you know, just as they're really questioning things, and Steven's trying to be like, "Of course it's fucking real," and. 
I, I think he even had that sword that he was using. Uh, he had the Rainmaker. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that is stick. what it's called. The Rainmaker. <laughs> and so he's like, I fucking did it's like, it. Listen to this. <laughs> it's like nobody has something like that but Screwface. And as there's like, you can see their confidence just like melting away. Well, they're confused. So we'll learn. Tell what happens after that. Well, as their confidence is melting away, Charles lets out a, a, a nice little sigh. Yeah. <laughs> is that a sigh? That's no. more. What is that? A gasp? A gurgle, gargle. A gargle? gargle. He lets out a gargle. Yeah. And we cut to him, and he's got a sword in his belly. It's coming right through the front. Through and the front we're the all like, "What the fuck?" And then as he falls down, it's revealed. Screwface is alive and well. And that's why the fucking guys were freaking out, because they're like, Screwface is here. Why, how, how do you have his head? Guess what, guys? Screwface had a twin brother. It wasn't magic at all. It was just it was just genetics. Yeah. Genetics? I don't know. Sure. And so Steven's guy's like, I guess I gotta kill another Screwface. Yeah. So they have this fucking long drawn out slow fat guy kung fu fight. It, it is fun to watch this fight only to see how uncomfortable Steven Seagal is with the sword. Because all of it... And is, how uncomfortable he is being seen getting beat up because he's the stuntman is only... The, yeah, before they up. even get into like the main sword fight, like their hand, they're just fisticuffs going at it. And there's a point where Screwface gets him and starts slamming his head against a wall. Only, it isn't Steven himself. Well, he's also slamming his head against a bar and it's not... You can definitely tell it's the stuntman because there's... there. No, they go right right along the bar, and he's like slamming Steven down. Oh, but you, well, okay. they're not slamming; they're slamming the stuntman down because you can tell because he's got a Fa Chang. Yeah, Fong Chan. It's not a real; it's a total fucking George George Washington wig. <laughs> I was gonna say George Jefferson for a second, <laughs> but well, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, you get it. And it's just a bad wig, and and then he's slamming his head against the wall, like you said. Yeah, and then and then my turn to teach. Oh, call back to the last movie. And he just starts fucking Screwface up, and does he? He does a nut shot again, doesn't he? He doesn't do the nut shot. He gets some real fucking. Chops well, no, no, on I this no. This is what happens. He's got him. He's got Steven Seagal down for the count against the wall. Slams his head. Steven Seagal eye gouges him. Yeah, gouges his fucking. This is where this is where the scene got cut on the one I saw the uh, the UK laser disc. And then he fucking does a fucking wrestling move like a backbreaker and slams Screwface's back across his knee, snaps Screwface's back, throws him through a fucking wall. With, it's also the wall for an elevator. Yeah. Screwface falls down. Great shot. They show a close-up of like some, there's a spike for some reason at the bottom of this elevator. Yeah. Lands on that. He fucked this dude up. I love that now this is three movies in a row. Where people are... Did he break his arm, too? He probably must have had to break his arm. He broke somebody else's arm. Okay. We were talking about this. Steven Seagal's you know signature what? removed. We totally left out the fucking... It's not worth talking about, but there was a scene in the jewelry store we totally left out. There's a car chase. There's the whole <laughs> fucking jewelry store scene. Yeah. It's Holy not, shit. Go watch it. It's not worth even talking about. It's just, it's just another fight scene to make uh, uh, Seagal look good. Okay. Let's go ahead and do this. We'll wrap this up real quick because he has killed... The second uh, screw face now. He's been impaled three weeks in a row with someone just being impaled by an object that just happened to be there. So he grabs Charles, who was, you know, had a sword through him. We don't well, know. Well, first, he drops the fucking classic line. Oh. I hope they're not triplets. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I meant to say that. Yeah, good <laughs> call. 
So he walks out, credits roll, we're done. But yeah, this this is a I'm I'm I fucking hate the man. But these movies are so fun to watch to just see I how much of an asshole he is. I also want to point out, we never learn what happened to the niece. She's forgotten. She could be Look, dead for all we know. Yeah, the niece is dead. The the uh, sister, dead. Like, there there was the lady in the beginning who lived in the house with them who disappears, too. That was the mom. That was his mom. Yeah, that was his mom? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everybody in his life disappears completely. So there's a bigger well, when issue. Well, when you're hand. not in front of him, you do disappear. There's a bigger issue. I also hand. want to point out how bad he was struggling to carry Charles. <laughs> he's like, because he's so fucking, he's getting no fucking arm strength at Dude, all. Dude, it was like 10 steps, too. Yeah. Who couldn't carry a man? He's probably, I was, I'm surprised he didn't just drop him. And that, yes. that, you know what? Neither of us stayed for the credits. He probably <laughs> does drop him. <gasps> Max, pick him up. <laughs> Max, I got something for you. Carry him. Carry him. Hey, I got. I'm surprised he didn't make Charles carry him. <laughs> That's good. He's like, man, I got stabbed in the gut with a bumbaclot. <laughs> and he's like, carry me. I'm tired. <laughs> I just killed a man. That was Irish as fuck. They're from the. For a minute, Irish. I was so confused. I was like, who was that? Okay. Oh, stop, right, stop accent shaming me. I, I'm going to accent. Look, first of all, podcast, I love it coming from a guy who can do one accent giving me shit. I know. I was going to say, this whole podcast is about <laughs> accent shaming me. Yes, you're going to get you're gonna get that tossed salad in your well, face. Well, you're the scrambled fuck. eggs are next. Stop being a bumbaclot, you fuck. Okay. And you can find my pot of gold, you oh, fucker. Okay, we've had enough. We've had enough. What 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 are we what are we gonna be? What are we looking at next week? Grip. We're going back to our roots. Back We're doing to another roots. Canon classic. Well, it was distributed by Canon. Yeah. This movie. It stars this guy, he's big. He's muscular. He's hard to understand. <gasps> no, I'm not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm oh. talking about bargain basement Schwarzenegger. Lou Ferrigno. Lewis. Griff, have we ever we have we done like a fantasy movie yet? We have what? Gore. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah. kind of... Yeah, you're right. It's kind of a sci-fi slash. This is straight up sword and sandals. Of course, we're talking about Hercules. Yeah, man. A Golden Globus production. Another good one from Canon. Yes, you're damn right, Ice-T. It is another Golden Goblin Canon classic. So, Griff, that's what we're doing next week. We're going to finally... We're introducing another... Well, he's not a classic action star, but he did a lot. He's going to do a movie, another movie that we we're going to want to talk about later on. So this is our introduction to Lou Ferrigno. Of course, you all remember him as a Credible Hulk. So that's it, Griff. So uh, I don't know. Another great uh, episode of Trash and Steven Seagal. I feel satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we did a good job of making sure everyone knows how we feel about Steven Seagal. Uh... Anyway, Griff, so... We'll be here next week. So, uh, especially on this, it's going to be freezing, freezing fucking cold the next few days. So, you got to keep it warm. Yeah. You should light a candle, too. Because that Nang Chen Musk is strong and sexy.